0: Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Journal of Blessed George Matulaitis from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with November 17, 1910, Part 2, pages 49 through 51. November 17, 1910, Part 2. Our first care, of course, must be for each person's interior spiritual life, to form each one so that he becomes a person according to the heart of God, homo secundum cor dei, a person able to be a source of spiritual life and rebirth for others. Then we must train him in other fields of learning, manual labor, or social action, so that he would be skilled in some field, and thus, of greater use to the church and society. In that way, he would be able to use his natural gifts and talents, exercised through his own hard work in the service of God and man. Having perfected these natural gifts by education and training so that a person would not be inferior to non-believers or even to believers who have not especially dedicated themselves to God, but would even surpass them in making use of these gifts as effectively as possible. He could then attract others to God and to the church. Therefore, we should never begrudge either the time, personnel, or funds to train and educate those whom providence may send us so that they will be well prepared for useful work in the church and society. For the time being, it is better to let some fields lie fallow here and there than to send out unprepared and insufficiently trained people. It is better to have fewer workers, but true and good ones, who will do the work properly so that it need not be done over again. In this respect, superiors must have enough wisdom and patience when they see vast fields lying barren and untilled when they contemplate how much there is to do and how few workers there are, not to send out untrained and unprepared workers prematurely. They must be patient and wait until their charges are fully mature and ready for the task. There will never be a lack of work. Vast fields still lie uncultivated, and even those that are being tilled are full of weeds and brambles, and even the necessary funds will not be hard to raise. God provides for those who truly serve Him. If only we have good, capable people. And so we must make every effort to form, teach, and train the people we need. Then, when they have been assigned to their mission, we must see that they have time to continue both their spiritual and their professional development. The principles of perfection should be the universal principle of our life. It not only applies to our personal and to our spiritual life and the development, but also to our professional and apostolic life, to everything we do to serve the church. May Christ himself be our example, for he did all things well. See Mark 7, verse 37. We should be careful not to jump into any task too soon, but once we have undertaken something, Let us try to do it as well as we can. Grant, Lord, that having renounced myself completely, I may become totally immersed in you and your holy will. I feel strongly that a person can attain the true freedom of the children of God only when he has discarded the old skin of self-love and covered himself with the garment of the Spirit of Christ and of His grace. When a person has truly renounced himself, the world, and the evil spirit, then can he begin to enter into and immerse himself in God. When in spirit he has discarded his own corrupt body and his tiny earthly abode, then can he rise up to live in God's own dwelling place. How clear his mind becomes, then, how free his spirit, how open and expansive his heart That is when you truly begin to feel that all men are brothers and that the human race is one large family. Then, with a burning heart, you long to embrace them all most tenderly. If you could, you would give all your blood, drop by drop, to bringing your brothers, this family of God, back to him, back to unity with Christ and with his church. When God's love enters your heart, it opens up so wide that all people, regardless of class or nationality, find room in it. When a person's soul, transfor- transported by the Holy Spirit, rises up and soars to those heights where the Holy Trinity radiates its eternal, ineffable, inexpressible, and infinite glory, and when from those lofty heights you survey this world, how small and pitiful pitiful it appears— Looking at the world from the heights of eternity, you learn that true value, the true value of each thing upon the earth, and you put it in its proper place, you learn how to use earthly things as instruments for the greater glory of God. What use is this for eternal life? How can it serve the greater glory of God, the good of the church, my own spiritual progress? O God, grant me the grace to regard all things from the heights of eternity and to weigh all things on eternal scales. All things should be seen in the light of eternity. In the second part of the chapter of the entry, Blessed George writes about what types of formation the Marians should provide for their men in training. He puts the first emphasis on the person's interior spiritual life, each should be a person according to the heart of God, one who can inspire others to live a spiritual life. Blessed George then speaks of training them in a specific field and to be of use to the church and to society. We should build on the natural gifts and talents that God gave a person. We should seek to excel in our particular fields so that we can restore all things in Christ. Blessed George is aware that training takes time, money, and effort. It is an investment in the future of the congregation and of the church, so we should make it a priority. He doesn't want to send anyone who is unprepared into the vineyard of the Lord who will make a mess that needs to be repaired. We must patiently prepare our men and not try to do too much too quickly. We want to follow the example of Christ. He took the time to train his apostles before sending them out on mission. Blessed George prays that he can renounce himself, put off his old sinful self, and become ever more like Christ. Christ will make us new creations and enlighten us so that we can see clearly what needs to be done. And blessed George speaks of seeing all people as our brothers and our sisters in Christ. Jesus wants to save everyone May we have a heart full of zeal so that we can work to spread His kingdom. Need a miracle? Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, our Lord and Father, you surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition, and through the intercession of Blessed George, who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, grant me the grace, and here mention your intention, for which I ask you with confidence, promising to live from now on And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. To receive a Blessed George prayer card, or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org slash journal. That's thedivinemercy.org slash journal. Blessed George, pray for us. Jesus, I trust in you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you, and God bless you. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world.